This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here to talk to you about writing sci-fi and fantasy from the margins. Welcome to part nine of my Worldcon Con Zealand panel write-ups. Now, the panelists for the titular panel were E.J. Beaton as moderator, Maya Abraham, Misha Trota, Dr. Eugene Bacon, and Karen Gillen. The panel description was as follows. How do marginalized aspects of identity, gender, sexuality, culture, race, health, ability, and more shape our creative work? And how can we empower, express, and explore through writing fantasy and science fiction? So let's start off with the elephant in the room, politics and speculative fiction. Speculative fiction as a whole makes it easier to explore the concepts of race, of sexuality, of disability, or whatever. And it helps us explore what does it mean to belong. Additionally, by placing it in a speculative setting, you can show the issues zoomed into the individual level without making it personal, because you're not talking about yourself and them directly. Speculative fiction is all about the world building, and despite its reputation as, quote, escapism, it gives us the space to show potential worlds where people of all races, abilities, genders, and sexual orientations are accepted. It can give voice to what's seen as the other and show stories of diversity and hope. From the very beginning of the genre, it's been used to tackle very complicated issues and concerns. Still, there is pushback. People say that stories, that media should be entertainment, not politics. So let's look closer. Let's explore who is featured in these stories and what sort of things happen to these characters. When you look deeper, you can often see a pattern of what society deems is acceptable and maybe even mainstream. Yet none of us are the quote average person. We all have unique challenges and skills. So reducing our stories to that is erasing the reality of what it means to be human. When you write and create new worlds with different economies and religions, you're exploring that. What you choose to write and what you choose not to write says something. If you take a look at older books from the 80s or the 1950s or the 20s or the 1800s, the assumptive context presents a worldview that says something about the time in which it was written, the culture, the intended audience, and everything that went into creating that work. In other words, telling a story about something seen as different is always and has always been seen as political, but upholding the status quo is in and of itself a political decision. So when we say that someone is writing from the margins, 
what does this mean? Typically, they're writing about an experience that is not the, quote, default in the literary or publishing world. They're writing about race or gender or country of origin or disability or the list goes on. But why are these stories in the margins? Why is it considered that? We all know that it can be dangerous to be visible outside the margins. It makes you a target. There are accusations of pandering and forced diversity and undeserved recognition due to quotas. And any success is rationalized away from the creator, turning them into an identity statistic and publicity stunt. When writers stories spotlight the issues that make them marginalized, people often focus on the issue and not their writing. And these writers often become pigeonholed talking about why these issues even deserve space on the bookshelf and what it's like to be a whatever writer in the speculative fiction community. Instead, what we need more of is space for them to talk about what their situation adds to their writing to celebrate the diversity of human experience. So many of us struggle with inclusivity. Many writers, even ones who have been marginalized, can find themselves whitewashing even their own self-inserts because of the influence of the dominant culture. And it can be really hard to go against those embedded influences. If you are sharing your own experience, you get the opportunity to normalize your way of life, your experiences, because you just make them normal for your point of view character. And thanks to the magic of fiction, your reader can buy into that. Now, some people struggle when writing stories that are too close to their own traumas. And one suggestion is to switch from first person to third person point of view. And that can pull it back a little and make the story read and write a little less immediate. But of course, on the flip side, if you really want your readers to get it and to understand the trauma of the situation you're writing, assuming you can pull it off, of course, you might want to try second person. Now, for those of us, on the other hand, who aren't from a marginalized background, it can be really hard to know what to do. If you leave out diverse characters, you're chastised. If you get it wrong, there might be a mob calling to cancel your book or worse. So... The best answer I've heard is to include the characters. Write the characters either as tertiary, secondary, or even primary characters, but don't have the story plot be centered around the aspect that marginalizes these characters. Plus, get a person or three. They are not a monolith of whatever... Uh, marginalized community they come from and but they do have that lived experience and get them to proof your story for you and be willing to pay for that labor 
uh, this way you can make sure you're getting it right, that you're not either falling into stereotypes or whitewashing their entire experience. Now, let's get into the complexity of hashtag own voices stories. The hashtag own voices is used in a lot of literary circles these days to represent stories in which the author has lived experiences that share some struggles presented in the story based on identity. Using this identifier, hashtag own voices, can help get past the standard quote, did not connect rejection, hopefully by making the agent or publisher take a step back and evaluate why they didn't connect. Is it simply because the character's point of view was foreign to their own lived experience? And perhaps not a problem with the writing or the story itself. When the agent or publisher goes in expecting a different culture and viewpoint, they're often open to a better array of stories. But on the other hand, it can be fraught to ask what aspect of the story is hashtag own voices because those are identities that can leave a person open to attack. And worse, there are people advertising works as hashtag own voices because they see it as a trend, a marketing ploy, a way to get ahead without these stories actually being own voices stories. So here's a real question that we don't have the answer to. Where is the line between gatekeeping and helping people promote their actual own voices? Additionally, there's the feeling that from some publishers that if, quote, they have one Asian story, they don't need another one that year despite the wide array of cultures and stories can come that can come under that umbrella. Or the publishers end up chasing trends and showing up late to an oversaturated market. Now, any work can find an audience if the publisher is willing to put in the money and the work. And that's outside of the writer's control, which ends up being a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy as any writer, own voices or not, can attest. The publisher invests no money because they don't think there's a huge market because no one knows about it and it sells poorly. But with inclusive stories, that makes it less likely that the publisher will take the quote-unquote risk on the next inclusive story, not just affecting that one writer. Now, self-publishing is kind of helping to break down the walls, but most self-published books are fighting for an ever-shrinking margin, and it can be hard to stand out with poorly edited novellas flooding the market and losing the audience's willingness to take a risk on an unknown writer. And that's just, I don't know how to fix that either. If you know, Give me some comments, let me know. So writing inclusive stories is hard. Writing from the margins is often harder. So what can you do to make a difference besides making inclusive stories? The same way you can support any writer, read stories by writers in the margins, review them, and tell your friends.
So let me know if you have any answers to these or ideas or rants about all of these issues. It's so hard to get noticed in such a flooded market. And I know so many of you are excellent writers and it's hard, it's hard. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.